Welcome to an all new episode of Sip the Sauce. I am your host, Lydia. And today, going along with our kind of mystical October, we have a very special guest that I am just, I I cannot wait for this interview. I have with me today, Christy Sumner with Soul Sisters Paranormal. Thank you for being here, Christy. Thank you for having me, Lydia. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So, Christy, as you can tell from Soul Sisters Paranormal, is part of a paranormal investigation team. They go to different locations and they, you know, are seeing what's going down. People are obviously have called them because something's up and then their job is to go and figure out what is up. So, Christy, I am going to let you kind of give us an overview of what it is that y'all actually do. And then after that, I'll have like a million questions. But I want my (laughs) listeners to kind of just get a gist for what goes on in, in your world. Absolutely. So as you said, my name is Christy Sumner, and I'm the founder of Soul Sisters Paranormal. And we're an all-female paranormal investigation team. And by that, I mean, we go into reportedly haunted locations, and we tell the historical narrative of those locations. And then we do a paranormal investigation to see if we can come up with any unexplained activity at that location. Um, There are two types of paranormal investigations that we conduct. The first one are what I call commercial investigations. So that's where we go to places like the Lizzie Borden House or Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary or those larger commercial locations that have well-known haunts behind them. The second type of investigation that we do are those private uh, uh, residences and businesses where an owner will call us and say, hey, I think there's something going on on in my house or my business. Will you come and investigate for us? And so those are the two types of of investigations that we do. We started in 2014. And uh, yeah, we've gone all over the country just doing this and having a ball. I can only imagine, like, how did this get started? I was reading on the website in the bio that the main two people in the group are you and your sister. Mm-hmm. So Correct. at what point do y'all have a conversation and say, hmm, let's start a paranormal investigation group? Has Was there something that pushed y'all towards this or how did it get started? Well, we've always had a fascination with the paranormal. I've, I've got a twin sister and we have a younger sister. And so we've always had that belief in the paranormal and a fascination with the paranormal. And we all live in different parts of the country. So we would routinely get together and have girls trips, right? So go to different cities, New Orleans, New York, or whatever, and just have a, a girls weekend. And in 2014, we decided to go to Moundsville, West Virginia, which is where the West Virginia State Penitentiary is located. And we happened to have a family friend that sat on the board of that facility. And he said, when you're in Moundsville, why don't you stay the night at the prison one of those nights and see if you can communicate with our resident spirits. So we absolutely jumped at that chance. So we took some video or uh, some uh, some digital cameras. We had some voice recorders, just a very rudimentary investigation. And we captured some what we felt was compelling paranormal evidence. We were hearing footsteps, doors slamming, you know, men talking when there was nobody in the area. So after that experience, we decided to form Soul Sisters Paranormal. And so we came up with our theme music, our logo, all of our marketing material and all of that. And um, so we, we went as a group. There was five of us initially, myself, my twin sister, our younger sister, and two female family friends. So we did several investigations as that group of five. Uh, and then um, just for logistical purposes, um, it became my twin 
sister and I really leading the focus of the investigations. Um, the others will join in when they can, but right now it's just mainly Jenny and I conducting those investigations. That is so cool to go around with your twin sister and just investigating the, the strange and unusual. Um mm-hmm. So you mentioned some of the cities that you've been to and you've been around the whole country Um, is, I guess, number one, um, I'm in Houston. Most of my listeners are probably within the Texas area. So I have to ask, have you been to Galveston? Because that entire damn city (laughs) is haunted. It doesn't matter where you go. That city is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been to Galveston, not as a paranormal investigator, though. Um, the investigation that we re- did in Texas was down in San Antonio. Uh, we we're actually there for a family reunion because my, my Nana is from uh, Texas originally. So we were down in that area for a family reunion, and we just happened to be staying at the Manger Hotel in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so around two in the morning, my sisters and I got up and we walked around the Manger all through the, the lobbies and the floors and everything. And we were just taking some pictures. And and, you know, we had our voice recorders going to see if we could get any EVPs. Uh, and we actually happened to catch a uh, a woman's reflection in a mirror. And there was no woman oh. present at that time. So we showed that uh, that picture to the manager of the Manger Hotel at the time. And he was blown away. He said that was a great piece of evidence. They actually asked us to send it to them. And I think they used that in, uh, in some of their material. But it was a great picture. Um, it was a great investigation. San Antonio is an amazing city. We were supposed to go to Texas um, in January of this year, but the snowstorm um, really yeah. knocked that off of our itinerary. So we are planning to go back next year. Okay. So I'm just saying when you're ready, let me know. We can just <laughs> close our eyes and pick somewhere in Galveston. And I can tell you, you will find all sorts of things because they had the flood in, I think it was 1910. And mm-hmm so many people died and they have these beautiful Victorian homes and I've stayed in a couple of them with friends and I know for a fact that everything is haunted. So when y'all are coming, <laughs> come back to Gal- come to Galveston or go to Galveston. I definitely want to know what happens out there. All right, um, I'll keep you posted. Why don't you come with us? I would, I would. You'll, in just, a you'll just have to come with us. In a heart. There you go. Uh, so are there <laughs> any other, um, are there any like cities in the U.S. that you would say are kind of like hot spots or um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a, that some of these cities, especially in the colonies, with those towns being as old as they are and having all the history and the, and the battles and stuff that happened up there. Are, are there any cities that you've been to that you're just like, oof, there, there's a lot going on here? Well, a lot of the places that we've gone to, we, we have that feeling, um, whether it be a Civil War battlefield, uh, you know, Gettysburg is a great location. Um, Chickamauga a, a battlefield is a great location. Um, St. Augustine is an interesting city to investigate at just because, you know, you're talking about the city that was built in the mid 1500s. Um, and just to walk around there and, and just for the historical perspective mm-hmm. and, and walking around there and, and investigating around that city in different locations. St. Augustine is fantastic for that. But we really try to find the historical and the paranormal in any place that we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you can always find a place that has a story, that has a legend, that has a lore. Um, And we love to investigate those smaller known places as well. It doesn't have to be something huge like a St. Augustine Lighthouse or a Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. 
even though those are great to investigate, mm -hmm. we really like going to those low, those little known hotspots, right? Those those places that the community knows, but the 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 country or the state might not really know that historical narrative. And so we will go to investigate that and we'll be able to bring that location um, to our audience. We'll be able to explain the narrative behind it, explain the history behind it, and then show the paranormal activity that we've captured. Very cool. Um, so you brought up a couple names of places that you've been. Do you have, I guess, what do you have a favorite location or the most, you know, active location that y'all have been to? Well, I can tell you that every place that we've gone to has been fascinating. So um, trying to pick one is like trying to pick your favorite child, right? So <laughs> yeah. every everyone you know, has its unique history. And that's the cool thing about what we do, right? So even though they have haunted stories, the Velisca Axe Murder House is completely different than the St. Augustine Lighthouse, which is different than the Lizzie Borden House. They're all unique in their own right. And so that's what we love about what we do. Um, as far as the most quote unquote haunted place that we've been to, I'd have to say uh, it's a toss up between uh, the old Gilcrest County Jail in Trenton, Florida, which is about an hour's west of Gainesville, Florida, and Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, which is in Petros, Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> both of them had amazing activity. They're different on a, on a different scale. So You've got the old Gilcrest County Jail, which is, as I said, in Trenton, Florida. Um, and it's a small, it was a small county jail. It was built in 1928. It was in operation until 1968. And then after that, it set vacant up until the 2000s. Um, so it actually really started to deteriorate, and it was used as a, a drug house for for um, you know, drug deals. Uh, vandals got a hold of it and graffitied it up uh, somewhat. Um, but it has a fascinating history as well as some very cool paranormal claims. And so when we investigated there, uh, we've investigated there twice. The first time I was there, it was a collaboration with Miranda Young from Ghost Biker Explorations. She's another paranormal investigator. Mm -hmm. So she and I were the only two people on the property. And so when we met with the owner before we started our investigation, the owner said, do you carry? And we said, yeah, you know, we're both licensed to carry handguns. And she said, I strongly recommend you keep your guns with you at all times while you're in the building, because that's the location that we're in. And uh, so we said that not, not a problem. So we both put our holsters on. We had our handguns with us. So we're walking through this this building and it's a small building, right? It's got four cells on the bottom. It's got four cells on the second story. And then a small jailer's cottage uh, is connected via a doorway. Mm -hmm. So very small footprint. So we're walking through this building and we weren't feeling anything. We weren't capturing anything. None of our equipment was alarming. And so Miranda said, I wonder if the spirits think we're law enforcement because we have our guns on us. So I said, well, let's try taking them off. So I, there's a cot in one of these cells mm -hmm. and I take my gun out of the holster and I put it on the cot. And as Miranda is taking her gun off and putting it on the cot, she said, I'm putting the gun down nice and slowly. And behind us, a male's voice said, good. And oh. we're the only two people in the building. And so after that, um, pretty much the night was on the entire night. We were capturing shadow figures. We were hearing voices in the moment. We were capturing them on our stationary voice recorders. Um, every piece of equipment that we had running that night was alarming or indicating that something unknown was acting upon it. And so that was probably, if, if I could call it the, the, a pure paranormal investigation, uh -huh. that's what it was.
And so that was a fascinating location for us. And as I said, the second one would probably be Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, which is in Petros, Tennessee. Um, this is a, a former maximum security prison. It was built in 1896 and it was in operation until 2009. So it really saw the worst of the worst as far as prisoners go. Um, a lot of overcrowding, a lot of violence happened there. And so when we investigated there, um, it, we've investigated there twice as well. Uh, the second time was with Miranda from Ghost Biker. So it was Miranda and her camera guy, and then my twin sister, Jenny, and myself, and another investigator on our team, Kim. And uh, so that night we were capturing, again, males' voices. Um, we had a stationary camera that was sitting in one of the cell blocks and rocks were being thrown at it from an unknown what? source. There's nobody in the area, and yet you see these rocks hitting the camera. Um, we captured a shadow figure that we all saw. We captured it on camera. Um, you know, door slams, um, voices audibly in, in the moment. So I, I'd say those two paranormal investigations were probably the best in terms of evidence. Oh, wow. I mean, if someone would have come up from behind me and said, good, as I'm putting down my gun, I would pick it right back up. <laughs> like, <laughs> just joking. I'm going to keep this because I don't know where you came from. Uh, <laughs> so that's the first thing there. And then to have rocks thrown at that camera, I mean... Mm -hmm. When you have such strong evidence like that, I mean, you, oh, I don't, like, when you're on these investigations, do you physically feel, like, I've heard, I've seen where they say, you know, I feel cold or, like, I'll feel someone brush against me. Do you feel any of that? Or is it mostly the camera and the equipment recording and doing all that? Oh, no, we absolutely have physical experiences when we go, um, or we call them personal experiences. Uh, it, it is very routine that the room will get colder and we feel feel that coldness. Um, there have been numerous times where we've been touched um, or brushed up against. Uh, when we, when we, before we go into an investigation, what we do first is we say a prayer of protection, and then we set what I call our intentions. And by that, I mean we go into the location and we say, this is who we are, and this is why we're here. We want to tell your story, and we legitimately want to know that story. Now, that being said, you're not allowed to harm us unless, you know, you're not allowed to touch us unless we say you can. You're not allowed to harm us. You're not allowed to come with us or follow us home in any manner. And so that's the intention that we set when we go into these locations. Um, but now that being said, there are locations where I want to invite something to touch me. And this really, we do this a lot when we think that there's a child spirit. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll sit down on the floor and we'll say, you know, do you want to give me a high five? Or do you want to come up and touch my hair or something like that? And we've had responses like that where we actually feel them in the moment. Um, and, and there's been other cases where uh, my younger sister, Michelle, she has long hair. Um, there's been some cases where something has pulled her hair and just Ooh, kind of, you no. know, run it up. Not not pulled it like tugged it, but, like, but kind it of back. like run their finger. Yeah, run their fingers through her hair and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where my pant leg will be pulled or something like that. And it is, it's an interesting experience. And so it's not just a sense of touch either. You know, smells are very prevalent. Um 
uh, hearing, your hearing becomes extremely acute because you're relying on those senses more so than sight. Uh, when you watch our videos, sometimes it looks like the room is lit, but we do a lot of recording on night vision cameras. So it looks like it's lit, but in actuality, we're in complete darkness. And so you have to rely on things other than sight. And so, like I said, the sense of touch, smell, um, and hearing really become acute in those situations. Oh, wow. Um, so I personally believe, you know, there's good and bad positive, negative, you know, the whole yin yang thing. So when mm -hmm. you are in certain places, you know, do, do you feel po like positive energies and negative energies? Cause I could assume being in, you know, a, a jail or, you know, the max, uh, the, t the penitentiary in Tennessee you spoke about, um, there were probably some really bad people in there mm -hmm. and who probably passed away in there. So they would, you know, they might have energy still in there. So have you, you know, have you come across like some pretty negative energies and stuff and then some positive, like you said, more childlike or? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that's very astute of you to, to pick up on that because you're absolutely right. You know, when we go to someplace like Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, there are darker spirits that are in there. And that's because of the nature of the building and the location that we're in. Um, you know, we, it, this is a place that housed the worst of the worst. And so when you go into them, uh, their spirits are still going to be the worst of the worst. Um, so we, it, especially in Brushy, there, there are darker spirits, but I don't consider them demonic in any way or harmful to us in any way. Mm -hmm. um, for example, I, you know, I, I can tell you that we've investigated over, you know, three dozen of the most reportedly haunted locations in the country, and we've never experienced anything that I would call demonic. Okay. But we have experienced things that are, to your point, negative, that are darker. They were the darker people uh, of society, mm -hmm. and they are darker in that environment still. So in that instance, We'll say, listen, we know that this is your space. We're coming into your space. If you want to communicate with us, we're going to leave a voice recorder here. We're going to leave a camera here. If you want to interact with us, this is the way that you can do it. If you don't want us in this space, in this room, we're going to back out of this room because it's yours. And we're going to go investigate another cell block or the cafeteria or something like that and leave you to your space. And that's how we really handle that. Um, you know, there are some instances where we're in a cell block and we just get noises and bangs and knocks and whispers, and we know that they're trying to communicate with us. Um, you know, there are some instances also where we're having a conversation like you and I are having, and we record everything. So the moment we walk into a place, our recorders are going. So you and I could be having this conversation and we're just, you know, talking about the day or whatever. And yet when I go back and listen to that audio, I'll find that we have captured a, another voice that wow. wasn't there that we've picked up on. So that happens a lot. It's kind of like they insert themselves into our conversation. So we get that type of evidence a lot. But, you know, back to your original question, yes, we've experienced things that are darker, but nothing that we consider malicious or negative towards us. Okay. that That's good. And I liked how you said that you go in and you have like an intention because that would be something I would worry about is going in with these energies and then having something follow me home mm -hmm. or follow me, you know, because I, you know, again, Galveston, other things like that. Like <laughs> I, I feel like 
small tangent story. Um, mm-hmm. So my mom went and bought like a, a chair from like a resale shop, brought the chair to our home. Um, maybe the next day she started waking up with like scratches and stuff on her. Never had this before. Wow. And this happened over and over again. And then one day a family member was like, you think there's something up with the chair? And you know, <laughs> you you don't know. And we're just like, eh, it's no big deal. But she would wake up with scratches and bruises. And then eventually wow. she was just like, you know what? This started when the chair came in. Let's get rid of the chair. The chair left and all of that stopped. So I don't yeah. know what it was. I'm not saying anything that I know <laughs> what it was. I'm just saying I believe sometimes that energies can maybe follow around an object not saying they're in the object they might follow the object Mm -hmm. and so that's to hear you say that you set the intention that they cannot follow you I think what that's very nice to hear because I would be fearful that people are you know energies are following you and your your (laughs) team as you go around and you know maybe I've watched too many movies but I'm just like that's a recipe for disaster (laughs) (laughs) and and to your point that that is right you know um when when you watch a a lot of the popular media shows they do go in with bravado. They go in with the mindset of building that audience base and and having that um, that sense of uh, you know just just really build up. Um, and that's not what we do. When we, as I said before, we go in and we have that intention of legitimately telling a story. We want to tell the history of the location, that historical narrative of the location, and then any um, story that any spirit wants to tell us. And so we don't go in with bravado. We don't go in with provoking. Um, and I think because of that, we have been very fortunate to not encounter anything that is malicious or evil against us. And because we approach it as these were individuals that had a human existence at some point um, and they want to be recognized, right? That's the very essence of human existence is to be recognized. And we're giving them that platform to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there's no need for us to really go in and try to provoke um, I think if we go in with that sense of respect, then we're going to get respect back. And I think that because of that approach, we've been very fortunate, as I said, to capture some very compelling things. You know, it's funny you said the word respect. And that's what I was thinking when you were talking about how in some darker cells, you'll just leave the the camera or the recording and kind of go somewhere else. I was thinking that was very respectful of whatever energy is in there, which, like you said, makes it just probably an easier process for y'all and y'all don't have to deal with any of, you know, the things that probably could happen because it seems like y'all have a very, um, like you said, very respectful going to tell a story. And I think that resonates with, you know, whatever y'all are encountering there. So yeah, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. So kind of talking about, you know, the mainstream media, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the, the, the movies with um, Ed and Lorraine, I think are those the insidious movies. And Lorraine Warren, right? Like the conjuring and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The conjuring. There you go. The conjuring movies. So, I mean, it's all of that, just a bunch of crap. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm doing that. This is your 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 life, and and you are really into this. Like, I know I I've like Googled and stuff, and Ed and Lorraine Warren are real people, and mm-hmm. yeah, they absolutely. did have, um, you know, a business where they did go and do some of these things. But of course, mm-hmm. we know, you know, the movies are like you said, over to over and beyond everything that probably actually happened but I mean it's all about a bunch of crap because I feel like I'm just like they must have had a great like just an amazing life but at the same time I'm like it's a movie it can't be anything like that you have any insight on that Uh, you know they 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 were real people to your point and i do believe that there are people out there that have gifts um such as you know mediums and psychics and stuff um i don't profess to have those gifts that's that's not what we do and that's not how we conduct our investigations i do think that there are people that have the ability to communicate um and that they do use that ability to help people um ed and lorraine warren were a couple that did that. Um, I, I think I think the movies did sensationalize things to a point because they have to, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to get that audience base, as I said before. Um, but I do think that they really had the right intentions. I do think that they set out to help people. Um, they brought what we do to the forefront, right? They were kind of like the founding mother and father, if you will, of paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. And they really took it from a standpoint of education um, and scientific discovery rather than going in and saying, you know, you know, throw this chair across the room or I'm not going to believe you're here. Um, so I do, I do think that they really set the foundation. Um, the thing that was a little bit different about them than versus what we do is back then they didn't have the social media, right. That, that we have to contend with. They don't have the instant gratification that an audience member wants like we do. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were able to conduct things in more of an isolation standpoint, if you will. Um, yes, there was written about them in magazines and, 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 and television or, um, uh, newspapers and such. Um, but that's much different, right? That's not instant. That happens days or months or years after it occurred. Uh, so that, that's a little bit different, but you know, to, to, to your point, they, they, I do think that they had um, their place. I do think that they helped families. I do think that they helped um, bring this to the forefront. So in that respect, I am grateful that they did what they did. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. So, um, so y'all have a website, which is www.soulsistersparanormal.com. Um, I enjoyed the website because you'll also have videos on there. And so some of your adventures and your investigations are on there. People can watch and see if they can hear or see any of the things that, you know, y'all came into contact with. Um, Are y'all anywhere else on social media other than the website? Absolutely. We're on Facebook. We're very active on Facebook under Soul Sisters Paranormal. Uh, All of our videos are also on YouTube under Soul Sisters Paranormal. And then we uh, we do have an Instagram account, again, Soul Sisters Paranormal. We're not as active on that, but, you know, we do have things up there. But if you really want to know what we're about, the website really does, I think, a good job of highlighting who we are and what we do. And then it, it does highlight all of those videos and such as well. Perfect. And then if anybody has a place that they want to get investigated, they can reach out to you. What's the best way to reach out to you? We have a contact page on our website um, or message us through Facebook. Okay. Well, Christy, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. I mean, everything you said was so interesting. I kind of forgot 
I was interviewing for a minute because I was just like <laughs> dialed into what you were saying. But thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely, Lydia. Thank you. All right, guys, y'all have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sip underscore the underscore sauce. And make sure you check for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.